Hello, this is Dennis Velko with Out Bureau. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Out Bureau Voices, where we are having an interesting and sometimes fun dialogues with LGBTQ entrepreneurs, professionals, and community leaders from around the world. And today, our guest is Victoria Villasenor from the UK. Hello, uh, Victoria. Thank you for joining Hello. us today. Hi, Dennis. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, well, absolutely. So uh, what part of the UK are you from? I forget from our first conversation. We're in England uh, and we're in Nottingham. So kind of right dead in the middle. Oh, okay. Well, if I'm not mistaken, that's a, a very beautiful area. I kind of passed through, uh, unfortunately, very briefly. So... I get back to that area now I will have someone to at least visit for a cup of tea absolutely absolutely we can do tea absolutely <laughs> <laughs> well Victoria uh, tell us a little bit about your business okay so we run global wordsmiths which is a social enterprise and community interest company and uh, what we do is work with aspiring writers to help them publish their manuscripts, get their stories told. And then we also work with community organizations to help them get their stories told. So people who maybe don't always get a chance to be heard. Uh, we go in and, and talk to them about writing and then publish their stories and anthologies. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like writing, is it like writing workshops or is it more of a one-on-one -on -one or? Yeah. It's all of it, all of it. <laughs> everything to do with words. What we do, because there are two sides to the business, with it being a social enterprise, uh, which means basically when I, when I did my uh, business course to do this, they said you have to be doing well in order to do good. So if you're struggling to pay your bills, you can't go out and do good things. So this way we have two sides of the business. The one brings in business working with authors who want to write. And that's where we run workshops and we run international writing retreats. Uh, we've done them in Spain the last couple of years. This year we're doing one in Wales and one uh, here in, in England, since obviously we can't travel. Um, and we do one-on-one -on -one guidance and offer publishing help, that kind of thing. And then the social enterprise side, the community interest side, is working with the community groups. So uh, the one that we just did recently with trans youth was lots and lots of fun uh, getting them to tell their stories. So that's, it's kind of two very distinct sides of the business. Oh, okay. And, and all around publishing. Now, is that, you know, what we would call today traditional publishing, the printed mm -hmm. word? No. So what makes us different is that we're not a publishing house. We're a press and we do, our anthologies come out under our press. Um, but they're not traditional publishing in the sense that we don't do royalties. Ours are, are the books we publish specifically are for community work. So any money that the books make goes back to the charity we work with. So we don't make any profit from those. Um, so we don't actually publish authors, but we can help them get manuscripts ready. And if they want to self-publish, they can do that. Or if they want to go through the traditional route, we can help them put together their synopsis and their their guideline letters and all that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. Very interesting. 
I've had a couple of authors and actually right now editing an author um, who self, I believe, self-published, mm. not mistaken. I'm still in the editing process on that one. And I think <laughs> we actually talked, we talked about the writing process a little bit about mm. you know, his why. And um, for that person, you know, COVID was kind of the, the impetus to finish the book. Oh, uh, yeah. And, you know, if you could talk with us, since you do do these workshops, uh, you know, writing is is a difficult process for most people. Um, my ex of 17 years fancied himself a writer and did finally, after about 10 years, finish his first screenplay. And I don't think I've done anything else since. Um, right. But, you know, what do you... Share with us maybe some of your the typical struggles or kind of your typical person um, who comes to you. What are they? What are they looking for help on? Mm, that's a great question. I think it depends on which side of the business. So if we're talking about a, a standard author who comes in to to talk, the first thing that they they do is they say, "I finished this manuscript and now I don't know what to do with it." And that's, that's probably the most common thing. I've written this thing, now what? Uh, so then we, we have a look at it and we say, right, so you've got some craft issues or you know, we're seeing some problems with your plot. It's up to you what you want to do next. So we can offer development editing where we give really in-depth content uh, feedback or we can just proofread and make sure that there's no glaring errors in it. So it really depends on what the author is asking. Hmm. Um, but as you say, it's a difficult process. And sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees. So you really have to have somebody else look at it and then have a thick skin and be able to <laughs> to take on board what somebody says. And I think that's, that's really hard. And I'm an author as well. Uh, I just, uh, my last book came out in November and it won an award while I was in Scotland last week, which was really exciting. Very um, nice. I'll show you. Exciting. <laughs> what is it called again? We'll talk about it in a few. It's called Changing Course. Uh, it's a mm -hmm. sci-fi. Oh. Um, but I think being an author helps me understand authors that come to us and mm. how hard that is. Um, and, you know, you hand somebody your baby and they go, wow, this is really ugly. <laughs> and, and, um, right. and nobody wants to be told that they have an ugly baby, right? So, um, but we do. And, and that's part of, you know, cleaning up the baby and then handing it back to you. So you're proud of it. Okay. Yeah. That that's, yeah. So not only is, you know, just the, the pure writing, a, a difficult process. And so, so I guess probably a takeaway from what you're saying there is, you know, get involved in writers groups, writers yeah. circles as early as possible. Um, I'm also an artist in the sense I'm a painter right. and I don't personally like to be influenced as much as possible. I don't think I'm influenced by others, but of course you are just based on osmosis, sure. right? what you yeah. see, what you hear, what you read would also yeah. influence writers. Mm. And, you know, but, you know, hearing stuff and thinking about it, is two different things. Um, I have a saying that I use all the time, and that is magic and miracles happen when you have faith in yourself and you take action. Very nice. 
Fair enough. And uh, I've been saying that for quite some time. And, you know, writing it, running a business, starting a business, mm-hmm. starting a book, starting a painting, yeah. doing almost anything is you can have the, the, the ideas and the dreams. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, you know, ride 20 miles this week on my bike. I'm going to do this. It's so easy to talk about it, right? Yeah, you know, absolutely. that old that old word, that old saying that, uh, you know, talk is cheap, yeah. right? Yeah. Action is everything. Absolutely. And just like in a business, you, you, you know, you can talk about it, but unless you start putting it into action and actually doing it, all it is is talk. Yeah, absolutely. And Absolutely. And that's the number of people I have who come to me to say, oh, I've got this great idea for a book. And I say, well, write it. Because an idea is just an idea. (laughs) And you have to finish the book before you come for editing help. Yes. But where that comes in is, is one way that you can take action, whether that's to write a book or to do, uh, to start a business is to start uh, surrounding yourself with people who have common goals and whom you can learn from absolutely and you can share the journey with yeah right? absolutely definitely yeah absolutely and this is one of the things and and my partner and i talk about this a lot because my wife runs the business with me and i think people often think particularly with writing i can't speak to to painting because i don't know but people often think i can read so I can write. And that's like saying, I can sit in a chair so I can build one. It's not the same. <laughs> you have to work on your craft. You have to learn what works and what doesn't and why it works for you and, and why this might work better than that and storylines. It's craft. And the better you get at your craft, the better your writing is going to be. Mm-hmm. And you have a story to tell, so tell it well. Um, you know, and, and like you say, work with writing groups, work with other writers who can push you and give you ideas on things that are working for them or that don't work. And it'll teach you to grow a thicker skin too. <laughs> oh, a- absolutely. And, and, you know, getting that feedback in whatever it is, because I, I have, you know, kind of with other artists that I know and, you know, now even a writer <laughs> have said, you know, you really need to think of yourself like a business mm. because, Absolutely. you know, even so let's keep it with, with what you're doing with writing. That book is a product. Yeah. A- and, you know, sometimes people will create something just for the sake of having it exist in the world that, yes. that, that, so like, like, a, a, yeah. so, so in art, it's, it's, you do create the original and then sometimes you have create you know limited prints or something but in the book world having just one copy on the author's shelf doesn't really do much (laughs) okay right you you got it out but it's the whole point is really to so so you know yes you might want to have written it just for the pure exercise and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that please, please yeah. folks don't get me wrong i'm not hating on you i'm just <laughs> saying 
wow, what an incredible amount of energy to have it just sit on your shelf. Yeah, absolutely. But but if that's all you want, okay. So be it. Sure. And then you probably don't need somebody like me. But the other side of that is that if you want to send it into the world, you want the best thing that you can put out. Because like you say, it's a product. And you should know your market. And a lot of writers don't think about their market. You know, and nor should they while they're writing. But once it's ready to go out into the world, you have to consider that. Um, huh, huh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Let's back that one up. <laughs> okay, because now in okay. business, you have to know your target audience, right? I mean, unless you're a generalist, you're, uh, but you still need to know, you know, like even if you are opening a, uh, a clothing uh, um, dry cleaner, a total commodity right there every few blocks or whatever depending on where you live every mm-hmm. three miles or you know in yeah. your neck of the woods you might just be one in the town yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i mean you do have to know your target audience you know who are the people what's the geographic region are you going for all are you going for the whole town are you going for a certain neighborhood to be your clientele? Are you going for the business, the people who work in the area? So it's convenient for them to drop off and pick up before and after work, even though they might live 30 minutes away. Right. So you're going to market to those businesses. You're going to market to these high-end neighborhoods who want mm-hmm. and desire and can afford to have everything that they have dry clean. Okay. So I, I, you just kind of like, one, blew my mind. Two, I want to have that conversation because uh, writing a book without understanding who your target audience is seems kind of, I, I guess you got to know it to a certain sense, right? Yeah, maybe, maybe not. So that's why I want to unpack that. It's like, if you know, for example, like you mentioned your sci-fi, if you know you're going for the sci-fi genre right. and you're going for a teen novel. Right. And you might need to know that you're writing more for boys or bo- or more for girls. Mm. I think, well, maybe, with sci-fi, maybe. I think that's one of those that you don't have to worry too much about because gender and sci-fi and fantasy are, are very malleable, which is lovely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think, yeah, you definitely need to know your genre and make sure that you hit your genre correctly. But beyond that, so what if you're writing literary fiction, right? Because that's, that has no expectations. I think it's very much like you're painting. You have something that you want to express and therefore you have to express it in the way that it comes out. And then hopefully if it needs changes for the market, you can make those changes without altering the creativity and the, the um, essence of what you've put out. So okay. I think the genre, like for instance, my, my sci-fi is for the lesbian market. Now, I know from having worked with a a queer publishing house in New York for a very long time now, for over a decade now, um, I know that market. So I know when I'm writing lesbian fiction that there shouldn't be a lot of talk about penises in it. (laughs) It's not going to go over well. So in that sense, I know my market. But the amount of, of lesbian books that I get where they've forgotten that part. And I have to come in as the editor and say, your readers are not going to be interested in this very heterosexual <laughs> little subplot that needs to come out. So I think as an editor, it's my job to, to know market. But I think as the writer, the first that you should know your genre 
And then you should tell the story you want to tell. And then edit it and mess with it later. But first get that, that creative rush onto the page. Okay, okay. I, I, can, <laughs> I, 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 I can see where you're going with that. I guess for, for me, I, I would, I like to narrow, and, and you know, I'm also coming from a software product manager role, so I would have to create personas. Right. I, and, and I got very detailed because for me, and, and writing marketing uh, content and so forth, you know, for me, the more clearly you understand your target audience, and I have an article about this, folks, on my website, you know, you, uh, I'll even put a link to it here just so that you, because you know, understand you know, because I think it's wonderful when you're able to take concepts from different fields mm. and apply them. And so, whenever I'm uh, developing uh, or or helping someone uh, develop their business or and think about it or or their plots and so forth, yeah, you know, and I think in, in writing a story in character development, right? You want right. to. Um, develop that character and understand that character as thoroughly as possible uh, so that it seems rich and real and not very superficial. And so whenever I have, uh, so I think of it very, you know, kind of yeah. very similarly. So for example, whenever I'm doing my um, uh, personas, you know, they get, they get first and last names. Uh, right. Their, sex, their sexual orientation, their gender, if they're married or single, on the prowl, uh, <laughs> a hookup, a hookup hoe, uh, whether what occupation they have, what kind of home they live in, right down to the style of a home, a Spanish. Right. You know, I'm a mid-century modern modernist, but you know, right. if someone <laughs> wants to live in an Italian Tuscany style house and, and furniture, good for them, not my style. Uh, just for future potential hubbies out there, so you know. Um, then you go down into, I even get into what kind of car, what kind, mm. if they have dogs, if they have children. Mm. I mean, just, just every, as much minutia without going crazy, right? You yeah, know, right. Not yeah. like what kind of, what, but depending on what kind of business you're in, you mm. may, you may need to go to that route. Let, let's say you're, yeah. you're a beauty blogger. You write yep. about beauty. Absolutely. You would need to get down into the types and the brands and the level of, of money that that person is wanting to spend on. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, and so, and I would even think for, you know, um, you know, maybe it is getting into the genre of, um, uh, maybe the genre is it, but, you know, knowing that, you know, for example, I've had a couple authors on where, you know, in the same genre, but one person's book, very thorough workbook, a true workbook with it, and right. a 400 page book. Someone else in the similar genre, um, kind of, you know, worksheets within the book, and it's a less than a 200 page. You know, so right. it's like one yeah. kind of talked about the similar topic in half the amount of time versus the full. Now, is, is one better right. than the other? No. <laughs> right, sure. I'm not, I'm not saying that. <laughs> Because Definitely. they'll apply, they'll appeal to different different audiences as well. Right. Uh, somebody who feels that four hundred might give them more depth, whereas somebody else might think, actually, I only have time for the two hundred. So. Right. Right. So. Um, so okay. So very interesting. But you you just hit on a thing that that I was like, you know, you know, I want to kind of you know talk about that for a little bit. 
So what are some of the kind of um, uh, maybe steps that you walk uh, a writer through? Right. So the first thing I want to know is, is it finished? <laughs> Am I working eyes. on Right, yeah. In their <laughs> eyes, is it done? It won't be in mine, but, <laughs> but you know, is it done? Because I don't want to be working on something that you're, you're still messing with. Um, and then what, what kind of level of intrusiveness are you looking for? Are you looking for somebody to really come to you with plot gaps and character issues and arcs that aren't working and that kind of thing? Or are you just looking for somebody to pat you on the back and say, good job, you missed a comma. <laughs> I need to know because I'll give you what you want, but you know, I might also say you should consider something a little deeper. Uh, so we go through the process. And with some authors, that's a chapter by chapter. I'm working with uh, a fabulous guy who's traveling the world. He was a London business exec and, you know, his own helicopter, that kind of stuff. And he sold it all, put everything in a backpack and is touring the world. He has no home. He's just, and he won't buy anything he can't carry in his backpack. Oh wow! Very and cool. It's it's really cool. Um, and and I gotta ask, is he gay and single? Unfortunately, no. <laughs> he is single, <laughs> not gay. Um, but he's he's fabulous, and we do it chapter by chapter for his um, because he travels, and then he sends me a chapter, and then he travels, and I might not get another one for six months, and then I go through it, ask lots of questions, make suggestions on word change and things uh, like that. And then we have a Zoom call. Uh, let's just back up. I, okay. all I, um, all I, we, we froze for a moment. Okay. Uh, I heard up to the basically the six months. Okay. All right. So he travels for six months. He might send me another, another chapter. And then we have a Zoom call. And we go through my comments and catch up. And he tells me about all the amazing things he's doing and, and who he's staying with in New Zealand or, or Puerto Rico or the Bahamas. <laughs> um, and that's fantastic. But what he wants from me is, is it clear? And, and he knows why he's doing it. He's an inspirational coach. Uh, and he's also a business consultant. So he wants, he told me at the beginning why he was doing this book. Um, as you mentioned earlier, is why. Mm -hmm. And so that's the principle we work on. And I keep coming back to, you've started with this, where is that in this chapter? So uh -oh. it's a continuing rolling thing where I can make sure that whatever threads he wants are there all the way through. Okay. Uh, for lesbian queer authors, we, we say, okay, you know, what do you want? And then we go through it. And we might send it back with loads of comments and questions and, and kind of things for them to consider. They send it back to us. We go through it again, send it back. It comes back to us again <laughs> and until we feel that it's, it's polished. And then we say, right, so now do you want to send it to a traditional publisher uh, like the one I work for in New York? Or do you want to send it to, um, you know, an agent and maybe try to go mainstream? Or do you want to self-publish? And then we, we help them go for whatever route they feel is best for them. And we talk them through the different options that are available with each route. Hmm. Okay. And boy, and um, you know, so far, the, uh, several folks that I've been interviewing are self-published. And of course, mm -hmm. that is, you really like your own business, right? Because you got to do all yeah. the marketing. Everything. 
So very, very challenging. Yes. Um, so, so I'm hearing you have a sci-fi novel. You've been working with that. You've been working in that genre and with folks in that industry for a while. Yeah. I've heard lesbian authors. I've heard a heterosexual, uh, globe-trotting. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, inspirational you know person yeah. so do you have kind of a, a you know kind of a genres that you tend to be focused on when writers are coming to you I mean no not really could, so they could come to you for a, 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 a western a western uh, zombie apocalyptic style book including <laughs> sci fantasy sci-fi Lesbian. I mean, so you're yeah. real. You you're really like so long as it's the written word. I'm cool. That's it. That's it. I mean, we might have to talk about market at that point, but yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, we we did this one called Leo's Ladder, and it's for kids. Oh. Uh, it's, it's a children's picture book, and um, we did this one. For that a must primary. have been grueling in editing. Oh, it was. It was. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the the like, four letter words were tough. <laughs> 15 minutes. I'm done with yeah. my coffee, done with the book. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then this one, World at War, we actually work with primary schools, too. So oh. we go to primary schools and we work within their curriculum. So they were for World at War. They were studying World War Two. You know, kids are it's information, isn't it? It just comes in and goes out and what we wanted to do was get them involved in the curriculum itself, but really have fun with it and enjoy it. So we got all the kids to tell their own World War II story and, and creatively, whatever they wanted. I mean, we've got unicorns and somebody's feeding Hitler bacon as they fall out of a plane. It's very strange, <laughs> but, but it was so much fun. And this is the thing is it got the kids engaged, not mm. only in the curriculum, but in writing and in creative writing and seeing how much fun it can be instead of just something that your teacher forces you to do. And uh, we've done, I think, I like, four or five I, of those I, now. Okay, well, ha the fact that I have a 10-year-old, I really like that. Uh, yeah. He luckily is a storyteller and a, a you know, future wannabe YouTuber. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> I keep telling him now, it's, you know, you got to work on this and this and this and this. I mean, it's not just turning on YouTube and going da -da 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 -da, and you know, a minute and a half of you playing video games and not. Focus. <laughs> you got to focus. So what yeah. I, I so what I like about what you you're doing there is is just what you said is you're you're taking a topic and then having that creative. Yeah. deep immersion experience with it because now they have to think about how, what story they want to tell in and around that period or that you know time in history yeah absolutely that's amazing and yeah. what, what 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 that does is that's going to because they've had to really think about it in so many different ways and, mm. and build their story based Based on a true story, yes. uh, a, a, bo a book, a, a book by Johnny, based on a yeah. true story. Yes. Yeah. So it's so cool, and yeah. that that has brought the the learning and brought the, that bit of information to life for them. So absolutely, yeah. 
Yeah. As a, as a parent, I applaud. <laughs> yeah. And you know what else it does? And, and it's really fun to watch over because it takes, we give them six weeks to do it. And the amazing thing too, is even the kids who don't feel like they can write, the kids who don't feel like English is, is their field. Um, they get really involved in the storytelling part of it. And I mean, human beings are storytellers. We've been storytellers since we were scratching things on the rocks to, to say fire and deer. You know, we are storytellers. And the more that kids have accessibility to that, it's, it's just incredible to watch them free up and think, well, I can tell a story. And then they think about the details of World War II or uh, Mexico was one of theirs. So lots of pyramids and adventure stories. Um, it's amazing how many are very, very similar, but <laughs> that's okay. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just incredible to, to watch them kind of flourish under this idea that they too can tell a story. Wonderful, wonderful. And uh, you know, yes, that's opening their that's opening their minds. And so you also hit on something. It's also building their confidence. But I think it's wonderful that you're teaching the children at that age to communicate yeah. and to tell a story. Yeah, and because you that know, is so lacking today, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And picking up on what you're saying there, we did a we did a project with um a, a group of trans kids. And that was called Indifferent Shoes. And it's, um, it was a group that, that met weekly. And we said, we came in and said, right, we've got this grant money. How, do, how can we help you tell your stories? Will you work with us for six weeks? And every week we'll come in and we'll talk a little bit about writing and how it works. And you tell us your story. What, is, what does it mean to you to be trans? And we're talking kids from, I think, 13 to... 17, I think. So kids were really struggling to find themselves. But they go into this group and they just hang out and not really talk to each other. They had their phones and they'd kind of laugh a little bit and, and chat, but not really, nothing deep. So over the six weeks, they're, they start talking because they're sharing their stories. And they're sharing how they feel and experiences and how their parents are dealing with this and really emotional, heavy stuff. And it brought them together and they started talking, actually talking <laughs> and, and supporting each other and giving each other a hug and saying, you know, if you need me, call me. And it's amazing what sharing your story does. And I think that's, that's a big part of why I started this, that side of the business was because I believe that just individual basic human stories are incredibly powerful. Um, we did the same thing with Age UK, uh, which is our, um, like, a, it's a group for older people, and they meet and, and do various functions and creativity and all that kind of stuff, but it's a social, social project for old people, and um, we went in there, and there was a lot of, um, they didn't know each other, there wasn't a lot of talk, the same thing for a hospice that we worked in recently, they would sit in kind of the open room, and not talk to each other. They'd stare out the window or just sit quietly and think. But when we got in and said, tell us your story, write your story, give us a snapshot of your life, the most important moment or the one that makes you smile or cry. And through sharing, they started talking. And like at the hospice, the, the guys who were both in the war 
and had no idea that they'd been in the war right around the same time and same unit, they started talking and sharing. Mm. And it brought new life to, to an older time. Um, mm. Stories are so powerful. I mean, that's, that's why we're a social enterprise and a community interest company. I don't want to just help authors write, which is fabulous, and I love that part of my job. But I also believe that communication and, and individual stories really bring us together. And they it's do. so important to share them. They do. I, I absolutely love what you're doing and the examples that you've you know, just shared. And, you know, what an inspiration for others um, out, out there because, you know, you know, sharing the hospice story and, you know, that just uh, touched, actually started to make me tear up just a little bit. <laughs> That, that's that's one it's sweet but but not in a you know but but you know what i mean in in a in a very nice way because people do feel so isolated and for the young people uh, people feel so isolated and but what you have just proven is it's self-inflicted mm. we can overcome it yeah be, being that isolated is it is self-inflicted. It's because it's 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 walking in and thinking that oh these people aren't talking, therefore I should not talk. Right. Well, who yeah. Said, who said that? Where's the rule on the wall that says you can't talk? <laughs> you know, you just yeah. assume. You assume, and then I I think people I don't know are are. It, Maybe I need to get some some socio sociological psychologist on 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 the show here to start talking about <laughs> it. So if you're if you're in the group and you have some insights on this, please direct message yeah. me because I would love to have a deep and meaningful conversation about this topic. But yeah. my own general kind of sense is is that people are so worried about being judged. Yeah, and people are so worried about you know, what the other person would think and, you know, whether they're going to be throwing shade at them or, or they're going to, you know, get, you know, not be accepted and, and feel bullied. Um, you know, that's a shame because it, it's holding yourself back in fear of connecting really. Yeah, absolutely. And, fe absolutely. and fear, it's fear of rejection. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and not having your people. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, like you just, you just have, uh, through your work, at least in your, in your world in SCARE has proven that sharing actually breaks down that and it shows the commonalities between us. Yeah. And, okay. and, and, you know, I'll, I'll just also put out there is, you know, look at the racial, racial tensions and so forth that are, that have been going on and why have they been perpetuated? throughout these years and kind of hit this crux is because share stories have not been 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 shared and the 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 old ways of thinking and isolation like the teens in the room standing next to each other they're looking they're smiling they're giggling but they're not really connecting right yeah i, I, I think true. wow we we just solved world problems <laughs> right? absolutely true I mean, that's how I met my wife. I, um, she was working with an LGBTQ kids group at a youth center. And these kids were fabulous. They were a lot of fun, but she, she wanted to do something really special with them. And she'd seen that 
I had done a, a book with older LGBTQ people, so over the age of 50. Um, and she said, I want to do that with my kids. Will you come in? And um, we've been married now for a while. <laughs> um, but it was about bringing her kids together and having them share because she knew that some of them had come from pretty rough areas and didn't talk much about them. And one of the kids on the second second session really opened up about how she felt about being gay and how confused she was and that she was also uh, dyslexic. And so she felt quite stupid all the time. I mean, she just let it out and it made all the rest of the kids do the same. So she led the way and the rest of the kids just absolutely put their words down. And it was so powerful. And one of the guys, um, he was really lovely. And like you say, off to the side, making jokes, not really fully engaged, but he came to us and he said, I can't write. He said, I, I'm dumb. I can't write. I, I don't know how to do this. And we said, do you want to? Do you want to tell your story? And he said, yes. And I said, then we can do it. But I can't, put, I can't change or fix words that you haven't put down. So you have to meet me halfway. Hmm. And, um, and my wife is amazing with kids. They just absolutely love her. And um, so she really kind of coached them through it and gave them the emotional support they needed. And he had no idea he could do it. And not only did he do it, but he said because he had he got the confidence from that project, he applied to university and got in. Oh my gosh! And he wasn't you, even going to try. You guys changed that that young man's life. And all it takes is telling somebody that they matter and yeah. that their story matters. That's all it takes. And yeah. and to develop that empathy and compassion and remind people it's out there, so they don't feel so isolated. And um, like you said, the, the kids especially are more connected and more disconnected than ever before. Yeah. So getting them in a group and getting them to just let go and share is amazingly powerful. Hmm. So that's what we do. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is, that is so cool. I absolutely love what you guys do. And I, I, I really um, value and appreciate that you did see and, and create the two sides of your business. And, you know, and, and that's a great lesson for, for people out there and organizations out there to, you know, maybe in order to do your passion, maybe you, you marry that with a, you know, for-profit side and or for-profit, maybe you create the nonprofit side and, yeah. you know, have them work in tandem together uh, so you get, you know, scholarship grant money etc on the nonprofit side and you're able to do good and do do your really hard things yeah. and yeah. then on your business side of things you're doing the more practical still something you enjoy but yeah. you're you know it's kind of that next level like you guys are doing so yeah absolutely you have to do be doing well in order to do good i like that really like really like that for that as well. I do have to ask one question though. What's that? How in the world do you live in the UK and are, are you are you American? 
because you do not have a, a British accent at all. I didn't ask that earlier, so I'm saving it for now. I, uh, yes, I am. I'm from LA. I, um, I got my degree, my MA in English, which you never ever think you're going to be able to use, do you? Like nobody ever uses a degree in English, but I managed. Um, it's actually in composition theory too, which is why and how people write. So, you know, yay, <laughs> yay for me. Okay. Um, and uh, I moved here uh, back in 2007. So I've been here for quite a while now. Uh, and I'm Latina as well. So nobody could ever pronounce my surname. <laughs> and my hair is always really frizzy because it's always raining here. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're Latina from LA, married to a British woman, right. yeah, living in Nottingham. Okay, well, yeah. very, very, very neat. An international gal. Yes, yes, and I work for for Bold Strokes Books, which is uh, based in on your side of the world in New York, oh, which is a LGBTQ publisher. Oh, okay. Well, well, hey, make connections. They'd, they'd <laughs> I like, will do. They'd like to be on the show. Uh, well, uh, thank you so much for your time today, uh, Korean learning more about you and what you're doing. Um, very, uh, I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so Likewise. much. Likewise. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for tuning in. You guys have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.